Are you ready to make 2017 the year you transform your life? You can wait for something to happen, or you're actually going to decide to go, go home after this weekend to do something about that. We all know that we have a very, very limited amount of time on this earth. So let's not have repeated years. Live your own life. Make the choice, make the decision for your own life. Fear is where you develop courage. There's a moment going, holy crap, all right, I'm gonna do this now. The wellness breakthrough is coming. And so you actually have that choice every single morning, every single day, every single moment to decide whether you're gonna live it to the fullest or not. Join myself, Marcus Pierce, and the wellness guys, Damien Christoph, Lawrence Tam, and Brett Hill for two nights and three days of transformation at the country place. 10 acres of breathtaking rainforest in the Dandenong Ranges of Victoria, February 17th to 19th. It's each and every single one of you are gonna support each other in your journey, whatever that journey is. Couples discounts available, limited spots remaining for all information and to watch the spine chilling video, go to thewellnessbreakthrough.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to The Wellness Guys Show with wellness experts, Dr. Lawrence Tam, Dr. Damien Kristoff, and Dr. Brett Hill. Welcome to Wellness Guys. I'm Lawrence Tam. I'm Damien Kristoff. And I'm Brett Hill. And this is The Wellness Guys Show, a weekly show dedicated to bringing wellness into our lives. Boys, it's great to be on. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to apologize right off the bat that uh, I'm a slightly jet lagged after a 24 hour flight just yesterday and just <laughs> sleeping a lot. And it just realized like, man, um, Damien just called and said we had an interview right away. So I'm like, Oh, going to have to get on this call right away. So, um, but I am actually pretty excited because I know nothing about this topic at all. I know Damien has had some experience with this topic. And <laughs> so we're going to get Damien to do the introduction. <laughs> that is true, boys. I have had a little bit of experience with this, particularly when I was studying accounting. And for those of you who have seen my power of food talk, you know, that I did get into periods of time where I expanded my consciousness using natural herbal medicine. Now, in this chat today, we're going to be finding out more about hemp. And we're talking to a, a gentleman by the name of Paul Benheim. And in the year 2000, Paul became um, the founder of Hemp Foods Australia. And he was, you know, I suppose, almost famous, well-known after starting the UK hemp industry in 1993 uh, and creating Europe's best-selling health snack, Nine Bar, in the process. Uh, he's now living in Australia. He's still got a bit of a, an a, uh, English accent, but uh, we're very happy to be joined by Paul today to talk about all things hemp, and uh, we'll delve deeply into the use of medicinal um, cannabis as well. So welcome to the podcast, Paul. G'day, g'day Lawrence, Damien, and Brett. Thanks, Paul. Paul, um, it's an interesting thing, uh, the whole hemp and marijuana thing. Um, just we're all very unaware of this and we don't really know much about it. It's relatively new to Australia and there's been many people talking about it. And some of us, and I'll say me, um, have had experience with the, uh, the mind-altering uh, benefits of uh, marijuana, but I've never, I don't really know what the difference is between marijuana and hemp. Can you explain you know, what is hemp and how do we make a food out of it? That's a great question to start with, and um, I wish there was a really simple answer. But we have some time, so if you don't mind, I'll give you a proper answer. Um, Beautiful. 
you know that I I have uh, businesses basically on every continent on the planet now working with industrial hemp or medical cannabis in some form or another. And I can promise you this question comes up uh, by only the cleverest people that I work with. Um, and that does not include most governments around the world who still do not understand, even though they're creating legislation around industrial hemp, medical cannabis and, and the other products, um, that they still don't understand the difference between what hemp, cannabis, or marijuana is. So um, well, that's why I really appreciate the question. The, the answer is, uh, it starts with the Latin name. Um, as, a, as, as you know, a lot of words come from the original Latin, and cannabis sativa is actually the Latin name for hemp, marijuana, and everything else. So cannabis sativa is simply a Latin name for it. The, the term industrial hemp has been coined um, around the world and some places legally defined as the form of cannabis that contains no intoxicating or no psychoactive ingredients um, or, or, or any, any amounts of ingredients that can get you high. So basically industrial hemp is something that looks and grows exactly the same as what most people know as marijuana, um, but contains less than 0.3% of delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, which is sometimes a tongue twister, um, or THC as it's more widely known. So a small amount of THC will not get you high. Um, and all industrial hemp is tested to ensure that it contains very small amounts of that. Now, on the other side of, of that spectrum is uh, what's more commonly known as marijuana. Um, though marijuana is not a term I personally enjoy using. It's a term that was made up by the United States um, government many years ago um, as a term to define um, an illegal substance that the um, and I coined the phrase, this is not my words, the black people, the black Mexicans, um, the black people and the Mexicans in the jazz era were using, um, which was creating wild orgies and, and making people kill each other. Now, um, as we know today in science and fact that um, marijuana in any form, even the highly intoxicating stuff, does not create such side effects. Um, so it is. It, it, so the word and term marijuana comes from those days, which is partly the reason I, I don't like using it because it's not scientifically accurate. But it does represent um, the intoxicating uh, cousin, I should say, of industrial hemp. Um, now, there's a third term which I would like to bring into the conversation, which is medical cannabis. Now, medical cannabis is a much newer term um, being used much more prevalently around the world because people are starting to recognize the medical benefits of cannabis. Now, we're not, that, that's the most accurate way of saying it, but medical benefits of cannabis can come from both the intoxicating form of cannabis sativa and, which are, and the non-intoxicating forms of cannabis sativa. And that the source can be from industrial hemp or not. So I'm sorry if that's confusing for you guys. There's a lot of terms and a lot of a lot of different information there, but that's that's the proper answer. So Paul, what we're saying with the with the food based stuff is it's not totally free of THC, but it's got significantly lower amounts. So is that amount is that safe for anyone? Like, could you give this to your kids? Could you give this to a baby, or or is it only you, know, you have to be a certain age before you can eat this stuff. 
sorry, the, the beginning, it, it's like industrial hemp or hemp seed foods or food products all made from the non-intoxicating forms. That is absolutely safe for everybody of all ages. And there's been a lot of um, studies um, to, to show and prove that, in, including in Australia, Food Standards Australia and New Zealand have done that too in-depth scientific studies um, around the world looking at the safety aspects of industrial hemp as a food both times have come up saying that it's completely safe for people of all ages now in terms of medical cannabis um, again there have been numerous studies by many governments wanting to make cannabis illegal trying to prove that the medical cannabis even um, is dangerous in some form um, and um, Sadly, for a lot of those organisations, and a lot of this is why a lot of people from law enforcement have moved from law enforcement um, into um, this industry now. Um, they have realised that actually it's one of the least dangerous substances that they've ever studied. Um, so, industrial hemp and even medical marijuana is one literally safer than some water supplies in some parts of the world. So it, it's it's a very extremely safe. Um, now, the fact is that the intoxicating form of medical cannabis um, or the, the drug form, which some people um, use and, and, and maybe some people have abused around the world, um, is certainly not ideal um, from the scientific perspective for uh, people with developing brains. Now, you know, if you're going to put a number on that, I would say anyone below the age of 25 um, should, you know, it definitely has some effects that are not entirely known yet, um, except for that it does affect um, the, the, um, the neurons that are being cultivated in a developing brain. But once your brain is developed, then there is no physical um, issues um, for anyone of any age taking medical cannabis. And, you know, so that, that's a scientific perspective. From a practical perspective, um, you know, having supplied both non-intoxicating medical cannabis and watching people taking um, intoxicating medical cannabis around the world, um, as well as hemp foods, we, I've seen all of those products being dispensed legally, of course, to, to um, young children, pregnant mothers, um, out the elderly um, and people with severe um, disabilities and diseases um, without any side effects whatsoever. So um, in general, it's extremely safe. Are we talking about the same plant here? Because we are talking just before about industrial hemp and all of a sudden we switched over to medical, canna um, med medical cannabis. Um, is that the same plant or is that now a different plant? I'm just a little bit confused. I'm sure other people might be confused too. Is this two different plants or is it the same plant? Uh, it, this is this is the confusing part that is complicated because it's it is exactly the same plant. Um, the only difference is in two things: is, is in the legislation and in the amount of THC or intoxicating ingredients within that plant. So, if it doesn't have intoxicating ingredients, we call it industrial hemp. If it does have intoxicating ingredients, I guess for want of a better term, right now we'll call it marijuana. Right. So each plant is almost batch tested to see how much THC is in each plant. Is that right? Absolutely. There's nat natural plant breeding um, is how most varieties of industrial hemp are created. In Europe, there you have to have specific varieties of hemp. It's like having oranges. You know, as you get, there's, there's many types of oranges, hundreds of types of apples. Um, some taste one way and some taste another way. It's the same with cannabis. Some have one 
different traits, others have another trait. But the main trait that differentiates, differentiates between um, hemp and marijuana um, is the THC or tetrahydrocannabinol content. Paul, I know that we'll, we'll get into the hemp foods because obviously they're going to be an interesting topic. But since we're on the plant issue, I've really been seeing a trend, um, you know, probably in the last, say, 10, you know, maybe 15 years where there's been using a lot of um, the, the, the industrial plant. I assume that what you're talking about uh, when you, the hemp is actually being used for a lot of materials, for example, like clothing and, um, you know, even a replacement of paper and things like that. Could you talk a little bit about why this particular plant will, you know, be be better for the environment because i know it talks you know uh, i think a saving amount of water um, replacing cotton could you talk a little bit about that yes indeed that's um that's one of the main reasons that i got involved with hemp um uh, in the early stages of my career i was studying food and nutrition and as you say we'll talk about that later and it was the nutritional benefits of hemp that really opened my eyes to to this particular plant but as well as um, the, the nutritional benefits, I recognize that one plant could be used for not only a food source, but could be used for a, a source of textiles, a source of paper, a source of bioplastics, a building material, and many, many other uses that I've learned since. Um, and these are all very commercial, real opportunities that, that are being used. I don't know if you know, but most Mercedes-Benz um, in fact, all Mercedes-Benz now and um, produced in Europe contain industrial hemp or cannabis, whatever you want to call it. Um, they're both the same thing. And same with Rover, BMWs, all, a lot of cars use, use cannabis. People are building houses with it around the world. Um, and as for the environment, you know, Australia particularly stands to reap some really big rewards from industrial hemp because not only does hemp purify and enrich the topsoil while growing faster and removing more carbon dioxide from the air than any other crop, it also uses the least amount of water. So if we take cotton, for example, Australia grows a million acres of GMO cotton, which uses up more of Australia's precious water supply than any other industry sector while contaminating that water with pesticides and herbicides such as Roundup. By comparison, an equivalent size certified organic hemp crop uses no pesticides or herbicides and would literally save Australia 2 trillion litres of water. So the environmental benefits um, of hemp are extremely real, which is why I, I very much promote the use of hemp in, in all its forms. Well, Paul, I remember as a kid watching a Cheech and Chong movie, and uh, and they made their van out of hemp. And I remember seeing the uh, the reactions that had along the streets. So I'm I'm hoping it's not the same thing happening all throughout the streets of Europe with these Mercedes driving around and you know the tailpipe catching onto the back corner of the van. And yeah, it, was, it was an amusing movie. But anyway, we'll, we'll move back on to food. Uh, Paul, what can you tell us about the nutritional value of hemp? And what, why should people be adding it into their food? Okay, that, that's a more a more fun aspect um, of of hemp uh, for me because the nutritional benefits are extremely valuable. The omega three and omega six essential fatty acid content, particularly in hemp, um, omega three and omega six are uh, essential for human health. Um, and I, I'm guessing that most of your listeners would understand the benefits generally of essential fatty acids. Um, but most people source um, essential fatty acids from either meat or fish. Now, I'm not completely against meat or fish, but meat or fish come with other many other issues. Meat, of course, the environmental benefits, particularly fish with uh, the heavy metals from from the ocean or, or farmed fish the chemicals um, now hemp as, as we've said um, can be grown organically and, and our 
business hemp foods australia only grows industrial hemp um, without chemicals certified organic um, and therefore we have the best source of essential fatty acids in the plant kingdom from this plant um, so that's the number one use and the number one reason that I see most people using um, industrial hemp as a food and getting the most benefits due to the essential fatty acid content. As well as um, the EFAs, um, hemp contains a really amazing source of protein. It's very easily digestible. It contains all of the amino acids, so it's a full-spectrum protein. Um, and you know the hulled hemp seeds that are the, the best-selling products around the world of hemp right now um, contain 33% protein just in the hemp seeds. But there's also a hemp protein powder that contains 50% of this protein. So again, a, a sustainable, natural, organic source of both protein and essential fatty acids in a sustainable crop that can be grown in 120 days and has all these amazing other uses. Who can say no to that? Sounds, it sounds too good to be true, and, uh, and which is amazing because you know if we go just 20 years ago, Many people were saying the same thing about soy. So soy was the be all and end all. It was you know it was going to be a milk. It was going to be a, it's not only tofu. It's now a protein powder. It's a thickener. Mm. We can use it for mm. building products. Uh, it's all of that sort of stuff. But now we're aware of you know many of the side effects of excess consumption of soy and all that sort of stuff. And then the GMO complication, etc., mm. etc. Et mm. How then can we be sure that uh, soy and hemp won't fall into the same category there, Paul? Yes, well, that, that that's a good question. I mean, we, if, we, if you look a bit deeper into you know how soy, the soy industry was created and promoted, you you will see that it's basically some very large corporations that had some waste product to start with and wanted to find a use for it. So they literally created human foods um, from the soybean, you know, which had been used um, properly in in Asia in in one or two forms only, um, but the. The, these PR companies decided to spin spin the the benefits of um, soy and, and create proteins, whey proteins, and, and all these other things that that are all um, the uh, sorry not whey proteins that's from from, from milk, but, but in a similar way as whey protein was promoted. Also, in fact, um, the same as soy was promoted um, to to actually that, that it's actually fantastic, and it you know soy. Um, protein and whey protein also both both have a high protein content so 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 it's not about the it's it's not about the content only it's about whether it's bioavailable in the human system um, and whether that plant is sustainable and whether it's grown for human purposes only now as soy got busier and busier um, um, because the soy industry got busier and busier because of the spin that was put around it uh, many more people started to grow that, and that's when GM uh, really took took ahead um, the the market, and therefore, you know, genetically modified soy is is now kind of the norm in the world. Now, hemp, thank thankfully, has not been genetically modified, um, nor do we ever expect to use that. Um, the fact that hemp has never been promoted um, heavily by any big, large multinationals, and why hemp is really promoted by more grassroots farmers and small industries is because that it works for the individual farmer. It works for the small businesses. But big pharma couldn't, um, couldn't patent a lot of the attributes to hemp because it had been used before many times. It works perfectly well directly as it is from a plant. So there's very minimal processing that has to go along with hemp. 
And this is another important aspect when when you consider how things are processed. So, for example, pea protein, um, you know, nutritionally is actually, you know, nearly on par with hemp protein, for example. But the the um, the processing to create um, pea protein is is more significant than hemp protein. Hemp protein and hemp seeds are all produced in a mechanical method. Therefore, there's no chemicals used. There's no coast, there's no solvents or co-solvents um, being used. And, and most, at least decent, hemp produce project producers in the world, including Hemp Foods Australia, produce um, in a temperature-controlled environment to, to ensure you know that it's kept as close to nature as, as possible. And again, that's personally one of my personal interests is keeping foods as close to nature as possible. We believe, I believe, that uh, nature offers us most of the solutions that we need. Um, and it's just not always practical for people to, to go back to the farm and live off the farm. So when we buy products, buying products that are, are carefully processed and distributed to people as close to possible in their original form um, is, is one of my best nutrition tips for most people. Um, and hemp certainly, certainly is, is a, gold, gets a gold star in there. Mm. Paul, you mentioned about hemp foods, and I know that hemp foods is around the world. And what is the current restriction? I mean, you mentioned the legislation in Australia at the moment. What is the current situation in countries for allowing hemp foods in Australia or other countries? Is there any restrictions on it? Is it is it available right now, or is it still waiting for legislation to happen? In um, most places in the Western world, um, hemp as a food has been legal for forever because it doesn't contain any psychoactive ingredients and it's been used as a traditional food in fact in places like eastern europe and parts of asia for as long as records can show in in fact there's been show there's been proof that hemp was used as a food going back as far back as the egyptian mummies um so in in europe there's never been any legislation against hemp as a food um and it's it's been traditionally used and only was relatively recently commercialized um, when I started turning into chocolate bars because I wanted to bring hemp into a form that most people were used to so they, they wouldn't have to just, just be educated and that anyone just wanting to consume a, a healthy chocolate bar could do that with, with hemp seeds in it and then gain the benefits of hemp seeds and look into it more. Um, nowadays, of course, hemp is being used for more than just chocolate bars. It's being used in pastas, in breads, in sauces, um, in mueslis and, and many other things. It's an extremely versatile plant. Now, um, in America, they only legalized use of, of hemp as a food um, about maybe 15 years ago now, 20 years ago. Um, and, in, um, and, and that's the country, just to be clear, that made cannabis illegal all around the world through their smear campaigns, um, which we mentioned briefly earlier. Mm. Um, now, Australia um, and, um, follows America quite closely. Hopefully not so much in the future, but anyway, that's a political conversation we could have another time. Um, and and made hemp um, cannabis illegal, um, basically in line with the United States. The only difference between Australia and New Zealand, who work very closely together under uh, the Food Standards Australia New Zealand um, agreement, um, have not allowed hemp as a food. And they have delayed this um, allowing hemp officially as a food um, for uh, two decades now. Um, and though those changes are expected in April of 2017, 
which um, is very soon from this current interview. Um, so hopefully by the time some people are listening to this, hemp is, is already allowed as a food again in Australia. But it has delayed the industry starting in Australia and has delayed um, businesses such as ours as educating people. And despite it not being allowed as a food, um, my company, Hemp Foods Australia, produces hemp seeds, hemp oil, hemp protein, and hemp flour, all um, in, the, in northern New South Wales of Australia. We are, in fact, the largest manufacturer of hemp foods now in the southern hemisphere, and we have grown significantly with export awards and high-quality awards um, for our products that are sold as a food um, around the world. So we export full container loads of our products very successfully all around the world. In Australia and New Zealand, of course, where we are allowed to sell it, we have to make it very clear that it's not allowed for human consumption. So it's exactly the same fruit right. that was sold anywhere else, but with a sticker <laughs> on it. So just be clear, we're, we're, we're growing it here in Australia, but we can't use it as food, but we're exporting it for other people to consume it as food. It sounds like raw milk. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> not for human consumption, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's that kind, kind of a, a similar crazy situation, though um, you know, the difference is, is, is more likely that hemp will be allowed as a food very soon. Okay. So, so, Paul, for those of us, you know, unlike Damien, who haven't tried it, um, you know, what does hemp actually taste like? And, and you know, outside of the obvious cakes, brownies and cookies, you know, what, what do you use hemp in? What, what sort of recipes would you use it in? Well, you would use it in any recipes that you would add, um, you know, any forms of nuts or seeds in. Um, and there's, there's various, you know, the, the, it's very versatile, as I mentioned earlier. For example, you can use hemp seeds just as they are. You can literally eat them as a snack. Um, my child um, has them daily as a snack. Of course, not in this country, but, but overseas. Um, and, and so that's um, when he goes overseas. And of part, course, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we, we both travel very often on a daily basis. Um, everyone else, um, so as well as eating them by themselves, you can sprinkle them pretty much on top of any meal whatsoever because it, the soft, nutty, smooth taste really goes with every, everything. And that's one of the benefits. Most, you know, superfoods or, or in the novel foods that are wonderful for you nutritionally don't taste as good um, as, as other foods. So um, that's the big difference between hemp. Now, of course, you can use the protein powder in baking. You can use the flour in baking, of course. You can add, add, add the hemp oil to your smoothies or make a salad dressing from it. The hemp oil, by the way, can't be heated, so it's not a frying oil because of the fragile essential fatty acids in it. But it, but it can be used in so many different recipes. And um, we look forward – we have a number of different um, – uh, chefs and nutritionists that have created a, a bunch of recipes that we look forward to sharing with the Australian public when we're allowed to do so. Um, in, the, in the meanwhile, we have like three hatted restaurants um, in Sydney who have created uh, full menus based upon hemp seeds for when hemp foods are legalized um, later this year. So we are expecting many manufacturers uh, to start incorporating hemp seeds in various foods. And in fact, we're, we're, we have a number of companies working with us who are doing trials for different pre-made foods, which are still healthy, um, that will be sold in, in Australia, we hope, this year. Um, if not, we'll continue selling them overseas. This is, uh, this is good news. Like it's, uh, it's a great thing to see that uh, maybe Australia might be able to uh, catch up with the rest of the world and do some things that are a little bit progressive rather than reactive, which is, uh, which is good. So, 
Paul, um, just one question about the essential fatty acids. You know, there's a lot of discussion around it, and maybe this is just a myth that's been perpetuated. But I've always known that um, that fish is an excellent source of omega three fatty acids, particularly um, mackerel and uh, cod and um, halibut and anchovies, those sorts of things. You know, we used to say salmon, but most of that's farmed these days. Uh, and you know, there's a lot of people would say that uh, the oil, the essential fatty acid uh, omega three from fish, is far better bioavailable and used by the body um, than anything that comes from a plant. And certainly, people say that vegans can't, or really humans can't access the omega three fatty acids very well from say flax or from chia, etc., etc. Is it different for hemp? Like, are we, is it better? Is it more bioavailable because it's from hemp? Uh, is it up there with salmon or is it up there with the other fish sources? What's the deal there? Mm. Uh, another good question. Thank you. Um, okay, so the essential fatty acids uh, from fish uh, come that come from fish, for example. Now, you say you know some fish is farmed. That's correct. Most fish is farmed, in fact. Um, and if it's not, and it comes from generally a polluted ocean, because sadly our oceans and all of our water sources in this this planet now um, are polluted. So unless they, they, that fish has been tested for heavy metals um, and chemicals, um, then personally, you know, I would not recommend that as a regular source for your to rely on on essential fatty acids. Um, saying all of that, they are generally more bioavailable in their existing form in fish. That is correct. Um, it's one step down um, the ladder in in getting in being fully digestible in the in the human body than plant based essential fatty acids. Now, out of all the plants is forms of essential fatty acids. Um, flax seeds generally have to be soaked or in their whole form need to be crunched extremely well to be digested. Um, and chia seeds also need to be soaked. So there's a lot of preparation that is required um, and complications. Whereas hemp seeds. Um, not only don't need to be soaked, they don't contain any enzyme inhibitors, unlike most other nuts and seeds. So because of those things, it is much more easily digestible than all other plant-based sources of both protein and essential fatty acids. Now, by itself, if you have an awful diet and just add hemp seeds to it, it's correct. You probably won't get good bioavailability. However, because it's such a high source of essential fatty acids, even if you only consume... um, um, uh, you know, a couple of tablespoons a day of, of hemp seeds that will give you your regular enough regular essential fatty acids for most people on a good balanced diet. So, you know, as much as hemp is great for many things, it's it's not going to make you super healthy just by eating hemp. You need to have a good balanced diet as well as need exercise and all of the regular things. But it's an absolutely integral diet if you want to be the best. Paul, thank you so much for everything because, uh, I mean, I had no idea uh, uh, anything about, you know, I said, I think at the beginning of the call, we were just talking about hemp before and we just had no clue about what hemp was. And I really appreciate you sort of um, demystifying a lot of the, the I guess, the, um, the opinions on what hemp is because there's so many, you know, people, I think, like you said, mostly 
from the government agency from the U.S. has really kind of created a stigma uh, uh, about hemp and marijuana. So it's just really great to kind of see and take that, uh, to take the context and actually break it all down and, and actually understanding all of that. So I really appreciate taking the time. It's been a fascinating interview. And also your answers, you know, obviously you know your stuff. And, um, you know, let's hope to see that, uh, you know, Hemp Food Australia, I know it's a currently a wholesaler, retailer, manufacturer, and exporter, but hopefully it becomes a, a product that we can actually consume here uh, in Australia. So thank you for your time and your expertise uh, and uh, we'll love definitely put your websites into our show notes and if anybody wants to know more about hemp foods and also about you we'll find out more information about what you do we'll put, definitely put in hemp uh, sorry in the uh, show notes so that you can, people can get access to it so thank you so much again thank you thanks guys guys uh, make sure you join us on Facebook and uh, love to hear your thoughts about this uh, go to the wellness guys or the wellness couch Facebook page like us there while you're there share this podcast with your friends and families and other strangers you think need a wellness update subscribe to us on iTunes and while there please give us a great rating and leave a comment there on itunes and again until next week begin creating wellness into your lives lead by example let's change the world's health together join us next week on the wellness guy show this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.